Super Duty Tough Work. We are here. Those dudes. Mm-hmm. Magnificence. <laughs> I watch it. Yeah. As per usual, we're back in the building. What's good, y'all? What's good? What's good? What's how you how you doing, sir? I'm doing awesome, man. Oh yeah, I see you got flowers behind you. What I say you got tapestries this week. <laughs> oh, got records. He got tapestries. He got living things behind him. Little camera stands. You know, look at this man. I told hey. y'all the the YouTube version. I said watch the logic on the coming weeks. <laughs> keep an eye on this man. Yeah. <laughs> It's real. It's it's real out here. Exactly what I thought he was gonna be doing every week. He spruces it up a little bit more, man. Like, yeah, I see a little, yeah, a little color back there, a little red lighting over there. I see you, man. I see what you got going on over there. You know, trying to do a little something, do a little something, little something. vases and whatnot. This man got all kind of wild shit going. He got the little wide view this week. You see, he came a little wider with the view, folks. You know, what I mean? a little bit. You know, push the camera back a little bit. You know, hey, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> You know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta take in that beautiful background you got going on there, man. Yeah, okay, you, just, know, you know, you know, you don't want to be too tight, you know. What I mean? Yeah, not too tight, not too tight. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm doing good. Um, I guess I got an announcement for the Super Duty fans. Super Duty fans, you know Listen what I'm up. saying? For the Super Duty people that watch the show, you know, mm-hmm. Sunday night. Okay. You know, tomorrow. Yes, sir. Pre-orders for the transition start tomorrow morning. Now, what's the transition? Tell them. The transition is my new album. It drops on November 11th, okay. 2022. Let's go. We, we got some special things popping. You know 11, what I'm saying? 11 you know, 11. 11 11 22. Okay. One see what plus you, did, dude. you know what I'm saying? You know I see what you're trying to okay. do, little something, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. Try to do a little something. So, yeah, man, the transition is coming. Um, yeah, and there's some special things like I got Good. journals that's handwritten okay. and numbered. I got releasing the you can get the stems for the whole album. What? You know what I'm saying? Like what? It's it's some special things popping off. You Let's know what go. I mean for this record. So uh, yeah, this tra- uh, the transition um, campaign is going to be really fire. You know what I'm saying? Let's got some special go. things planned for that. Let's go. So yeah, you you heard it here first. So make sure. I, and I'm I'm starting the pre-orders at midnight. I'm not even dropping the official video uh-huh. for the pre-orders to let everybody know until tomorrow morning but at midnight pre-orders will be live so my super duty people y'all can be the first and it's only 50 of the journals yeah. and it's only 10 of the stem drives that you can get so yeah you need to just that make shit. that shit available at eight o'clock so as soon as they finish watching this shit they can go support you hey, oh well, okay yeah they might gotta go I- to sleep they might gotta hey, go to sleep all right, yeah, I guess I'll do that then. Yeah, we debut at eight. Let them while they watching this go over, hit that, click that button, click that button, click that button. Yeah, we got CDs, we got two new T-shirt designs, okay. all kind of, you know what I'm saying? Pop, all kind of shit popping. Let's fucking go. My man been working over there. Yeah, man. Somebody you know, been doing some things, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for y'all at home, y'all know that like we, we coming up on the 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 ninety days of discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about over. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to do a results show next week. Mm-hmm. You know, we trying to do this motherfucker live. Right. We trying. We trying. We'll see if we able to pull it off. Either way, if we do it live, then y'all going to be have to just, you know, call in live. And we'll get you on the air and make you a part of the show. Uh, otherwise, we'll just do it like we normally do and have y'all leave a message on the Super Duty hotline. Uh, but, yeah, that's dope. My man, as you can see, somebody's getting some shit done over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cat's been working. You know what I mean? Yeah. He over there working, man. He got the idiot. 
You gotta look at the video while he's saying this shit to really appreciate the shit that this man talking about. He done designed the whole set. This is like the Tonight Show. This is what look, look like a video correspondent. This shit look better than Big Perk and all the dudes on ESPN's background when they be calling me and talking about <laughs> sports. <laughs> this man got a pro ass setup over there. Hey you man, know. trying to do some things, man. Yeah. I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be doing my live show again, so hey, you know what I'm saying. Let's so go. everything, everything is gonna be popping. You know, got to get it right. Hey, he got it right, man. Man's over there with the, you know, the nice little LUT on there. You know what I mean? Color treat already. See, I noticed these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed these things, man. So support the logic. Support, uh, you know, the super shoot duty, uh, brethren. And, uh, you know, we don't put out records that often, but, you know, this record was uh, definitely one of his goals for his 90 days of discipline to be able to announce the date, uh, announce his listening party and his uh, and start his campaign. And so we know at least one thing on his list is looking good. Nah, I mean, and we'll talk about the rest next week as I will reveal mine as well. And, uh, you know, we, we've been we both been working, mm-hmm. you know, but uh Proud of my man's here, but they're getting it done. So please support him and support everybody else. Did you tell them the website? What's the website? Where do they go? Oh, you can, you can get the album at IamElogic.com. Also, my Bandcamp page, uh, Illogic.Bandcamp.com. Yeah. There we go. It. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we forget some important information over here. I knew something was missing. Yeah. Okay. So that said, announcements out of the way. You know, today we're going to talk about a topic that's very controversial to all of our independent artists mm. all of our solo minded you know i can do it by myself as artists out there <laughs> of which i am a founding member you know what i mean uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm not only the hair club <laughs> I'm, president. I'm also a client i'm also a client you know what i mean <laughs> i'll be on that shit sometimes too but i had a lot of uh epiphanies recently about the benefits of having a crew and we go through different phases in our careers. And sometimes you see people in these crews, and these crews just be moving properly. If a crew who moves properly, everybody notices. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of positivity that comes out of that that we might not even think about. But I'm going to, in this episode, we're going to talk about like our experience and, and being in a crew and the benefits of that and why those of you who have kind of, uh, decided that you're just going to be a solo artist and you don't need nobody else and you can get where you need to go by yourself. This is to add some balance to that conversation because even though we are solo artists, you know, um, we have had times we've been in big crews and, you know, we got a lot of shit done during that time and there's certain advantages of it. And we're going to talk about the advantages this week and why you need a crew. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come closer, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up 
with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free huh. so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Alright folks, we are back. Super Duty Tough Work, Blueprint, Illogic. We are talking about why you need a crew. This conversation was inspired by some thoughts I've been having. Mm. You know, just looking back, reflecting, if you will, reminiscing, you know, staring at some water that's under the bridge. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. star- staring at some toothpaste that can't be put back in the tube. Right, right. And I had these thoughts about like, yo, right now, because people can do so much alone and because so much of what you do as an artist can be done on the internet Mm -hmm. not out in the real space it feels like there are less and less crews in hip-hop there are so it's not just me no it's not just you i mean the groups are like groups are gone there's yeah. there's not that many groups anymore. Like that's why Coast Contra is a breath of fresh air because we we haven't seen a group yeah in so long, a new group in hip hop. Yeah. Like that's 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 some that's some weird shit. That's so, a real group. Not like, yeah, like that's special. a real Yeah. Yeah. That's a real group. Everybody has a part. Everybody raps. Everybody's like it's a real group. There when's the last time we've seen a group in hip hop? Yeah. Like yeah, crews, it, all of that. Like Everything's disappearing because everybody's being able to do things on their own. Even fucking Kendrick Lamar is leaving TDE. You know what I'm saying? Like doing his own shit. Like everybody is kind of going off on their own. Jay-Z left Rockefeller. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's inevitable. But yeah, yeah. Damn. It's, you know, when you come up at a time when there's so many crews like we did, Mm -hmm. things look a little weird now. You're like, yo, what happened to all the crews? like yeah. cats used to come through the door five or ten deep like mm-hmm. ah, it's all of us be on stage <laughs> right. you know what i mean we all nice you know what i'm saying and uh you know we at weightless we had a period where we was rolling pretty fucking deep here in columbus we had a nice fucking crew yeah we had nice we was rolling you deep know? and everybody had fire it yeah was, yeah yeah everyone was eating you know and so but, you know, all things come to an end for whatever reasons, you know, we've probably detailed on the show and in other avenues. But it's uh, it gave me the thought that a lot of people now are solo because they just don't know what comes along with being in a crew. That's true. You know, what I'm saying they just don't know. They're, they don't have to be as social as you need to be. Right. To where you would naturally form crews when you go out. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then they got so much on the internet that can kind of do so much for you where you don't necessarily need to ask, you know what I'm saying, to just integrate yourself in the shit and have a crew with you, you know? Yeah. And so, like, this episode, we're going to talk about why you motherfuckers need a crew, man. Some, some people can do it all alone. Mm-hmm. 
some people i personally think that even the people who look like they're doing all alone got a hellified team behind us oh hell yeah like you people don't know how many text messages we send to each other exactly they don't you know, know other people you know yes. asking opinions about things you know what i'm saying like yes even though we're not doing an album together necessarily yes yes you know what i'm saying we have a part to play in yes. each other's creative process you know, Fact. superstition, I've texted him multiple things. You know, my cousin, Sean, Il Poetic. Yep. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have an email list of people who I send mixes to. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not necessarily a group or a crew, but I have a team of people that I lean on for advice and, and shit. And we all do. I, th- I think yes. most of us do. Yeah. Definitely. And you have to. You have mm-hmm. to. You know, and it, so it made me think this episode, you know, for those of you, especially, you know, we got some cats who are newer up and coming artists and you may just now be getting into the scene. You may be thinking, oh, man, I, I can do this. I can get there because you're probably looking at the end results. Mm-hmm. You're looking at artists who are solo artists and they're successful. And so it gives you this impression that they did it all by themselves, that they didn't have a crew. Or they didn't have a team. I know. And so I, we want to talk about like nine reasons why you need a crew. Reason number one, and this might be the biggest one, less work. Now, this is something that like we used to put on full display here in Columbus when it was time to promote a show. We were the first motherfuckers. Now, there's other people passing out flyers. We were the first crew passing out flyers who would roll up to events. I've seven deep stake out every entrance and exit put flyers on every car within a two block radius of that event mm-hmm. and still put one in your hand when you left that event. yep we do this every fucking week mm-hmm. for like friday eight, and saturday friday and saturday <laughs> leading up to the show <laughs> hey y'all this text go, hey we flying tonight yep i'm going to such and such event such and such is going to this event his events, we gonna hit some flyers over there, drop some on the tables, ain't nobody. Then we gonna come to this big thing going on. And we yeah. gonna get there around 11, 11 30. I got the guy at the door. That's my man's. Don't worry. We ain't gonna get charged. I got y'all. Mm-hmm. We would be deep. Yes. Passing out flyers. And our shows would be packed. Yes, they would. <laughs> <laughs> you never yes, had to would. you never had to worry about people knowing if we had a show. Mm. If they went anywhere within two months of our event, they was gonna have a flyer in their fucking hand. Mm-hmm. The crew, we were able. There were nights where I couldn't go. Maybe I had some shit going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my man's would go. Juan would go. Wes would go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You would go. Cario would go. Tony yeah. would go. You know what I'm saying? We would all. Would go. It was all just. It was we worked it because we all stood to benefit. It was the right. crew shit. Right. And we was rolling like a fist. And so because we had so many different people who could contribute, none of us had to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. It, and, and we all had the mindset of all for one. Even if we yep. were promoting for a zero record or yep. we were promoting for one of my records, everybody yep. was involved. Yep. yep. It didn't matter. It didn't matter whose record we was promoting because we were a team. Yep. You're a crew. Yep. And you knew because you was a crew that even if this wasn't your event, when your event came up, we was yep. going to do the same fucking thing for your shit. Exactly. 
And so Cass was, you kind of felt like, okay, I better go out and pass this shit out because, hey, my shit coming up this fall and I don't want nobody to be <laughs> right looking at me crazy like I wasn't out here helping when they shit was coming up. Right, right. You know, but less work. We now, guys, I think people get the impression that like they literally can do everything themselves because they can. They, they don't can mean do, you can do it well. Yeah, you can do a lot. But yeah, but can you do it well? Mm-hmm. And like, just because you can, don't mean you should. Facts. And this is where like having a crew, I think, is sorely missed by a lot of artists. They're working themselves very, very hard mm-hmm. because they don't have nobody to lean on. Right. They don't have no crew who's at the same stage in their career as they are who's invested in their success like they're invested in theirs and who's willing to go out here and and get it out the dirt with them. Mm -hmm. And because they ain't made that connection, they got to work two and three times as hard. Yeah. Completely agree. So less work is the number one benefit of having a crew and why you need to have a crew. Move on to number two. Number two reason you need to have a crew is complementary skill sets. This is good because, see, listen, we can talk about the musical side, having mm-hmm. a crew where everybody's not doing the same thing. It's great. Brings in different people, mm-hmm. right? Different fans. But then there's like an organizational side. Right. Where everybody, your crew, because everybody's different, is good at different things, man. There's going to be some motherfuckers who are better at things than you are. Right? Like, even if we look at music, okay, you every crew back when we was coming up, you had to have one motherfucker who could freestyle a battle. Hopefully, mm-hmm. too. You know what I'm saying? Or else you're going to have some hard times out here on these <laughs> hip-hop streets. <laughs> right, right. You, had, you needed one motherfucker in your crew who could get busy at the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. Some crews had three or four motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Who you just, I, I, I ain't fuck with them. You know what I mean? But complementary skills also was about like the organizational stuff like, oh, my man knows somebody. My man's an art major. Mm-hmm. So because he's so in touch with the art scene, we have a connection to always find dope artists for our projects. Right. right. You know what I mean? Or my man over here, he works at the retail spot. We get our records in there, so we we got our ear to the streets about when our shit's selling, how to get in, how to get out. We get we got our we got the spot on smash. My man's over here. He's the venue guy. Mm-hmm. He know every booking agent and every book menu on his whole fucking side of town. He drink with him. He kick it with him. Whenever we need a date, it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. My man right there is good at some publicity shit. Oh, hey, he don't. I don't know what he. His, fuck it. Who cares how he rhymes? This motherfucker can promote. Mm-hmm. Every time he do something, packed. You going to have different people who have different skill sets. Yeah. When you're in a crew. But look what happened when you by yourself. You depending on yourself to have every fucking skill set. And it's impossible. Impossible. It's impossible. Like shit, for, for, for this album, I actually tried to design my own album cover. Yeah. Failed miserably. Well, <laughs> you, not gave failed mis- you gave yeah, it a I shot. You gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. Not miserably, yeah. but yo, I had yeah. a good, I had a good, you know, foundational idea. Yeah, yeah. And I sent it to Ill Poetic and he touched it up and now it yeah. looks fly as fuck. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It don't it don't yeah. look like it it, it it don't look like it did when I did it. <laughs> right, right. That's but good. I sent it to somebody that had that skill yeah. set that could make it look, you know, how it's supposed to, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And th- that's the thing that people really, really don't get. 
when you start doing stuff by yourself, there's a subconscious thing that happens that makes you believe that you need to become a master of everything. Right. I got to be good at promotion. I got to know how to produce. I know how to mix. I got to know how to master. I got to know uh, TikTok. I got to know Instagram. I got to know traditional publicity. I got to know retail and distribution. I got to know how to book shows too. I got to know how to. No, you don't. Right. You don't. You don't. You don't. And the reason you think you do is because you you looked around and you just saw the results. Mm-hmm. You saw the end. But you didn't know the means that got that person there. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, on this podcast, I do a lot. But everything I did at the beginning was because we didn't have nobody to teach us. Right. That's how we learned. Mm-hmm. And so, but it wasn't on this, we got to do it by ourselves shit. I mean, we'd love to be able to have somebody else do all that shit for us. Yeah, but it wasn't nobody else that we really knew that was podcasting like that. <laughs> no, nobody knew how to do that shit. Yeah. It was like, we got to learn. You know, so you start doing it on your own, you can fall into this trap. But what you need is people with complementary skills. You know, even just down to having, I mean, you know, we talk about people who are good at social media, people good at video, people who good. Like, there are people who are dope at music and have all these other skills that can be of assistance to you when you are in a crew with them. Yeah. You know? Like I can shoot my own videos, but I'd much rather call you. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I can folks? do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. and, and I think, I think that goes along with the complimentary skills too. Like yeah. a lot of the stuff that we can do. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to learn the basics of the shit so I can speak the language to somebody who really knows how to do the shit. Yes. You know, like I wanted to get myself, you know, stick my toe in the water a little bit. Yeah. You know, that way when I, that way I know what I want. Right. You know what I'm saying? When right. I'm dealing with somebody that's good at photography, that's good at videography, that's a, a graphic designer, I can have an idea of what I want them to do and I can speak the language so they know exactly what I want as opposed to me trying to break my neck and do something that I'm not real. that's not really my calling. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And that's why I really started kind of messing with the camera just to be the same thing. Like, okay, I want to be able to understand what these guys are doing who are shooting my videos. I need to be able to speak this language so I can get my ideas uh, executed better. Mm-hmm. But then over time, I kind of started getting falling in love with the camera. Like, oh, this is fire. But yeah, like having so many crew who can do different things helps you so fucking much, man. Yeah. Because like the way me and Elijah shoot music videos, like we just... We only get up together maybe three, four times. We shoot maybe one scene. We just we shoot for about an hour. <laughs> yep. Hey, what up? We check out. Hang on. Okay, she's all right. Cool. I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> we do that shit three, four times, and the shit come out fire every fucking yep. time. Yep. It's just very relaxed, very chill. Like you, that's not gonna be the experience when you hire a motherfucker you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be like that. You gotta have everything fucking figured out to the T because it's costing you money. Right. And where me and him is like, let's just do something really fucking dope. Mm-hmm. And because I know what he wants, I understand him as an artist because we're in the same crew. Mm-hmm. It makes everything easier, yep. you know. And so my skills can complement what he got going on. So that's number two. Number three benefit of having a crew is bigger social networks. This is something that like we got to see firsthand here in Columbus with mm-hmm. like. You looked at like how everybody was in a different scene who was in a crew. So like the logic was like our poetic weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Blueprint was like the traditional old school, you know, rhymesters guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Envelope was like the indie rock mm-hmm. kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Cario was just our bar guy. He was just mm-hmm. like the bartender. He just had, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Drop of a hat. Mick, drop of a hat. Bars, battle. He had all that. Mm-hmm. We had different guys. And because everybody was so different, we would bring out different people to crew, to shows, right? We do a show. Envelope's crowd wasn't Cario's crowd. Cario's crowd wasn't my crowd. My crowd wasn't 100% Envelope's crowd. Like It was different, but when we would do our mess together, be packed because we had a huge social network that we were tapping into that I couldn't tap into by myself, nor could any of the other guys tap into by themselves. Right. And when you are by yourself your 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 sphere of influence is only as large as your social network yeah why would you want to put that much pressure on yourself yeah that's a lot of pressure it is you know i mean even even when we had solo shows the fact that we were all associated brought multiple people out yep just because it was a weightless show so everybody knew that yeah, we had these different pockets of fans, but the fact that it was a weightless show, you're going to get a little bit of everything anyway, just because it's one of our shows. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. And like you said, with the pressure thing, it's like, why would you want to put so much pressure on yourself? And what guys don't understand is like, that's one of the reasons that so many artists get mad at their family mm-hmm. and friends. Mm-hmm. But not supporting them like they think they should. Facts. You always got an artist ranting on his fucking social media about his family and friends not fucking with him. Oh, but y'all don't. The reason they feel that way is because they're using their, they're going too hard on their only social network. Mm-hmm. And when you go so hard on that, you expect everybody in there to fuck with you. Yeah, and sometimes people in your social network are just your friends. That's they it. might not fuck with your music. That's it. And that, I mean, care. and that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. That. Yeah, but but when you put all that, that's that pressure you're talking about. People are putting that pressure on their family, on their friends, because they can't tap into a larger social network because they're not tapped into something larger or more connected with other artists in their scene. Mm-hmm. I never gave a fuck about my friends supporting my shit, even to this day. Anybody who's friends with me on Facebook, like on my personal Facebook, knows I don't post about music on there. I don't post none of my shit on there really. That's only because so early on, I never could depend on that. Right. Like I never could depend on it. It was, it was always like, yo, the people out here are going to be, are going to fuck with me. I'm not going to count on my friends now. Not to say that they don't fuck with me right now, now, but because we didn't have that at the beginning, because we were tapped into this larger scene, this larger crew network, we never had to depend on that. Right. And put that kind of pressure on our family and friends. And so, uh, you know, a bigger social network is a big part of it. That's number three. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you, as a listener or watcher of this podcast, need to 
absolutely own. The first is the 10 traits of successful hip hop artists. And the second is the social media cheat code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 traits of successful hip hop artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. Um, the book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast, the 10 traits of successful hip hop is for you. Second book is the social media cheat code. That is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media. It's not for super experienced people. It's actually for people who are on social media, but are not getting the results you need. So what we did is I broke down like 12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support and uh, back to the show. We are back, folks. Super Duty Tough Work, most infamous podcast on planet Earth, Blueprint, Illogic. You know what we do every week, man. Y'all know what we do. It needs no introduction. But we're going to pick it up anyways. Why you need a crew? By now, you should be sitting at home like, damn, you're making some points. Mm-hmm. Jewels are dropping. Yeah, you seeing them all over the floor. Put all these jewels on. I might have to pick these motherfuckers up. Let's put some of these to use. You know, because we all have our moments of isolation, especially after the last two years. Right. You know, we didn't have a choice. Now you can be social. Build your crew. You know. So we're gonna pick it up with number four. And number four is something we talked about at the beginning about less work. But the number four reason you need a crew is more man power you got a time when you want to like you know fill orders pre-orders we had a whole crew over mm-hmm. pa- packaging up shit yeah, you know we what had I mean? assembly line popping off yeah <laughs> <laughs> you could do that yeah yeah you got two three bodies to throw some shit it's easy to package up all the pre-orders mm-hmm. you're doing it by yourself you got oh. damn it's gonna take me all fucking night yeah all fucking weekend shit a whole week you know manpower is important out here in these streets because you can't do everything yourself you know i I would say all the time back in the day that like the reason that you need the people is because you can't promote yourself enough hours of the day right to make a dent in this shit with the people meaning that like even if you literally was to be on social media 24 hours a fucking day. That's still ain't enough time to get the word out to everybody. Mm-hmm. To connect with everybody. To spread the word. You need. Things become quote unquote viral. When people pick it up. And do the heavy lifting for you. Right. You know. And we talk about this in, this, in the, uh, the social media cheat code. You know like. You can't do it all alone. You need people to do the heavy lifting for you. And that's the manpower that a crew brings to you. 
I mean, think about musically, you know, uh, we were able to come down and we never worried about song concepts. One motherfucker had a song concept. Boom. Yeah. Even if you wasn't inspired to write hooks. Oh, yeah. He got the hook. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Somewhere to record. Boom. Recording equipment. Engineering. Boom. Got it. Need a mic. Got it. You know what I mean? Need time. Ain't got to pay for it. We got the gear. Mm-hmm. Immediate. Yeah. Manpower. Oh, shit. We need a rental car to go to Chicago. Inkwell. Hey, I work at uh, Avis right now. Let me get the van. No problem. Free to everybody. Yep. Manpower. Mm-hmm. Everybody got something like that. And a lot of times, you don't know because you ain't tapped in. Yeah, you ain't asking questions. Yeah. You out there solo, you don't got no fucking crew, man. You out here butt-ass naked on these streets. Mm-hmm. You know, you need some help, G. And, and you don't know till you start fucking with people heavy, which is why I've always been like a people person, because I found like I maybe I think I was probably the people person in our crew. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I was always meeting people, connecting. It was always this shit coming because I would just be out all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And so, but every crew needs one motherfucker like me. Right. And, and, and because me being a people person allows a logic to be himself and not horse shit. Right. Because I was the quiet dude, you know. <laughs> right. Only talked to people I knew. I, I wasn't yeah. like that. You know, yeah. Not at all. But see, when you ain't got that, then it's like you you would feel so much pressure back then if you were expected to do what I was doing naturally. Right, right. You, know, you ain't got to do that. Print out here doing whatever. Shit just, shit just flowing. This motherfucker just be out on the scene and be meeting people. Oh, he know that person do that. Oh, we going to play this venue. How? I don't know. Print hooked it up. <laughs> yep, yep. The end. It don't matter. Print, oh, Print was getting drunk with that. That's his man right there. Oh, he's on the, oh. Yep. That's it. The end. We on. That's the kind of manpower you need. Or oh shit, you know our man, our guy, our guy work at the retail shop. Our guy work at the fucking newsroom. Our guy work at the blah blah blah. Our people work at the radio station. All these things, you know, are are they reduce the amount of work you have to do and and allow you to stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. And and this is advice to everybody who's out there. Of course, the music should bring you together. This is the reason you should always stay active in your scene. It ain't just like because you feel like you got to go kiss nobody's ass or some rites of passage. Being being uh, big locally is no longer rites of passage. Right. You know, the reason you need to be present in your local scene is because you need to be connected to other people, like minded people. And you need to not be out here alone because alone is just too hard. It's hard you know, as hell. Too hard, man. You know. So that's number four. You get more manpower. Number five. Number five reason you need a crew is less spotlight used. What people don't tell you about the spotlight is that sometimes it gets tiring. Yeah, hot. man. It's, yeah, it's hot under them lights, man. <laughs> hot yeah. under them lights. Yeah, you be sweating, man. The longer you win it, the more tired you get. Yeah. The more you sweat and you wish that you could fall back. Yeah. What allowed me to fall back and kind of turn into even just the producer that I am now is I had a crew. It took me until 2005. We started releasing records in 99. Mm-hmm. I had, I, by, by 2005, we, I had produced three Logic records, uh, zero star record, two envelope, uh, envelope record, uh, three greenhouse records maybe by that point. Mm-hmm. I had done all that shit. And had not produced a single record for myself. Facts. Does two soul position records. 
it didn't fucking matter to me. I didn't care about the spotlight. I got the, the spotlight wasn't on me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel the pressure because I had a crew. I didn't need to. Hey, shit, got lyrics coming out. Hey, <laughs> look, Unforeseen Shadows, that shit fire. Mm-hmm. Hey, shit. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like I always got the fallback. Soul positions. I, I never had to worry about like por- forcing myself into the spotlight mm-hmm. to quote unquote stay relevant. That is the thing a lot of artists struggle with now. They they don't want to be in the spotlight as much as they are, but social media forces them to, and being alone forces them to. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I I try to um, mitigate. You know, is because I'm I'm you know doing a lot of the stuff myself for the most yeah. part. Um, I try not, but I I don't want to be in the spotlight like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to be in the spotlight till it's my time to be in the spotlight. Yep. And luckily, you know, I'm able to do features. I'm able to do certain things that allow me to, you know, still stay relevant mm-hmm. here and this there. This podcast. You know? <laughs> yeah, the podcast. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I, I, I have yeah. things that I can do outside of just yeah. rapping or outside of my own shit that yeah. allows me to still, you know, dip into that world. You know, doing the, doing the criminal joint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing the DJ criminal. You doing the video. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, even you doing videos and stuff. Like, you doing, you know, the shit with Curly Castro and the stuff with, you know, Primrock yep. and, and Superstition. And, like, yep. you don't have to necessarily rap because people see that, oh, Blueprint did that video. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you, you don't have to try to, you know, say something clever or do something cool just to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. Because hey, you have look at other, me, look at me. Yeah, I, you yeah. don't have to be waving, you know, like you on the yeah. top of a mountain trying to get found. Like you can, you can do other things to make sure your name still is ringing without, you know, having a spotlight directly on you. And I, I love that about being able to do multiple things. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and the, 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 the downside is like, like we're saying, when you don't have a crew, you feel a lot of pressure to constantly put yourself under the spotlight. Like, how can I force myself to be seen? How can I? We've been fortunate to where we ain't had to play that game. Right. You know, like you're saying, we had other things we could always do. And I could always fall back and produce shit. The first five, six years of my career was producing records for you and everybody else. Mm-hmm. My solo career wasn't a priority to me like that. Right. So the, I, I got to ease into it and see and learn a little differently. And even right now, I ain't dropped a record in four years. I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping. I know I got to music, but I understand that like sometimes it's okay to not be in a spotlight. Yeah, but you've dropped two books at that time too. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so it's not you may not have dropped a record, but you've done other yeah. things. Hundred that, podcasts. Yeah. And you podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And you've but, done features, you've done you yeah. know, like there's a bunch of stuff that you've done to where the spotlight might not necessarily directly be on you, but yeah. You know, you get to put your head up every now and then. Yeah, every now and again. Say, like, yeah, I'm still here. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Still, I'm still, I'm still doing this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> and those who are looking, they they, right. they come here to, to this podcast. Right, right, right. The, that's, this is for like the people who are really tuned in, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. We don't talk about topics that are for everybody, but those who are tuned in know that we're still on it. But I don't feel like I have to kind of cash out the equity in my rap career or else I lose it. Right which is how a lot of artists feel like you feel like you got to cash out to stay relevant. I don't necessarily feel that anymore. You know, I, I can stay out of the spotlight and be comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, that's number five. 
Number six reason you need a crew is better mentoring, learning opportunities. This is very important. Yeah, like you have no idea how much you learn from other people by just being around them, Mm -hmm. seeing them work, watching them do what they do, whether that's, you know, things we've picked up from each other on stage, Mm -hmm. whether that's what we picked up from each other in terms of production, you know, you and the crew, you literally saw me produce your first three albums. Right. In a, in a way to where most motherfuckers ain't never seen that, been that close to somebody producing, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And been a part of the process. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that shaped you and helped you when it's time for you to do your own records. Mm -hmm. You know, Anytime I ever got to spend around motherfuckers uh, doing something that I like, you know, especially like videography. Yeah. You know, I would always like really, really watch them. You know, they're guys I was friends with who I learned the most from. You know, who, if they needed me to do something on a project, yeah, I got it for you. I need some music for this. Yep. And then if they're doing something for me, I would just be a sponge. When you're a crew, there, there, there's no barrier there. Mm hmm. A lot of people they want to they want to find people to help them out. Hey, could you show me how to do this? Could you, but you gotta. That's a that's a pay to play game. Yeah. Oftentimes, it's better to meet people who are at the same place you're at. Peers. Meet your peers right there. You all going through the same shit together. Mm-hmm. You all learning. Like we learned a bunch of shit in a quick amount of time because we had no choice and we was we was a sponge. I would learn from like fucking Sadiq. And, and rhyme sayers, you know, and we would take that information back and apply it to weightless. That was like this extended fam. So it's like there was no separation. Uh, it was just like crew. And so, but that wouldn't have happened if I was just sitting off in a corner trying to figure it all out myself. Right. You know, so we were able to learn much faster because we had these affiliations in place. And you, as an artist, if you're sitting at home and look around you, and don't necessarily look at people in terms of what they can do for you. Anybody who's worth being in a crew with, they bring something to the table. You know what I mean? Make sure that you, like, you're, you're in the way. Put yourself in the stream, you know, I like to say. Get in the stream. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you look back on, like, Motown, you look back on, you know, even Wu-Tang, you look back on, um, I just watched this, uh, this like, behind the music kind of, kind of thing about Eve when mm-hmm. she first got into Rough Riders. And, you know, like she had to battle mm. everybody in Rough Riders. And it's like, it was like DMX was like the final boss. You know what I mean? <laughs> Goro. That <laughs> and but doing that helped her sharpen her skills, get her ready to mm-hmm. be out here, especially in a male dominated field like hip hop. Yeah. You know, you look at, you know, Motown, how everybody kind of had to go through a mentoring mm-hmm. school, yep. Yep. you know, before they even got to perform. They would record. They would do. Yeah. You know, steps on stage. They would do all kind of stuff before they even got to see people. Yeah. You know, like looking at Rockefeller, looking at, you know, Murder Inc., how all of these people, these groups and Bad Boy, how they all kind of these crews kind of built everybody up before they were even ready to be presented it's to true. the world. And these cats it's like true. that's how they blew up because they had, you know, kind of training. Yes. You know, before that spotlight hit them. Yeah. Very great point. Very true. Very true. So that's number six. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Quick announcement. Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show 
if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, but in the past we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. That's superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. Okay, folks. We back. Super dute. Tough work. Why you need a crew? I hope you're texting your crew right now like, yo, I appreciate y'all. Right, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you got a crew, hit them up. Let them know you fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we got three more bullet points to go. Number seven reason you need a crew is more opportunities. More opportunities. As we mentioned earlier, your opportunities are a function of your social network. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's very hard to increase your social network organically really quickly. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just because you got a thousand or two thousand Facebook friends don't mean that next year you have four thousand. This happens very slowly. Yeah, naturally. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's very slowly. That's the speed at which you can you can expand. But when you got a crew, because you're tapped in so many more, you're tapped into them and everybody else they fuck with. So what happens if uh I fuck with somebody and I've already done business with them? But then they start thinking, oh shit, you're in a crew with a logic too? Yeah. Could you see if he would like to do mm-hmm. such and such? Because you and I already did it. You, can I? Yeah, I'll, I'll hit him up. I'll link y'all up. Yeah. Opportunities. That's usually how it flows. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You did that music video for such and such? Man, uh, I got something else for you. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? It all happens. Your crew. Oh, yeah. I already did a music video. Hey, he looking for somebody to shoot some. Logic, you want to yeah. holler at him? Yeah. He got this record working on. He looking for. He, he said you want to get your feet. You want to you write some bar? Okay, yeah, cool. Opportunities flow like that. Mm-hmm. So many opportunities I've had strictly just for do that. Yeah. I'd say 99% of opportunities came to me, did not come from me asking for. Right. I don't think I really asked for shit in hip hop. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I ain't never asked nobody for shit. Everything happened because I was connected. I knew motherfuckers. I was cool. Motherfuckers like, oh yeah, that's my man. The next thing you know, opportunities is flowing because the, the, the network is big enough. Yeah, that's. I mean, honestly, that's how we started doing shows, traveling outside yeah. of Ohio. That's. I got my first tour being on. You know, meeting yeah. up with Idea and us, yeah. us knowing Rhyme Sayers and like it's because we got opportunities because we knew people. Yes, and that's yeah. that's really it. That's it. And there's there's that's the best way. Mm-hmm. There's so many people trying to teach these artists how to code approach, how to send an email with your three beats in it so that this random artist who don't know you will purchase one or work with you or how to pitch yourself at a show to strangers and 
write these fucking and do your elevator pitch. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. You don't need no fucking elevator pitch if you if you fuck with people. Right. They don't hear about you before you even meet them. Hey, let me introduce you to Blueprint. Man, I already know who this motherfucker is. You know how many times I've heard that? Oh, you, hey, hey, what up? Good to finally meet you. I've heard so much. Yeah. We got a lot of mutual friends. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. Instead of, hey, man, can you introduce me to this person so I can pitch them this thing? Elijah, I saw that you know such and such. Can you get them to uh, give me this? What's his name? Look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what people do. And they're missing the, the step, which is you get opportunities naturally if you are social. Right. You got a crew. You, you fuck with the group. It's so much easier. Yeah. And then, because yeah, I ain't asked for shit and I don't plan on asking for much. <laughs> just because I'm just not that. I don't want to be asking motherfuckers for shit. You shouldn't have to. It'll just start just coming to you. That's number seven. Number eight reason you need a crew more inspiration this is extremely important so fucking important. there's no way there's no way we could have wrote some of the records that we had if we didn't do them together no way hell no hell no you there's no way we just sit around and think yeah let's put this with that and that's just, right no it just happened no. no no it's a marriage like as a producer and a and an artist there are so many concepts I come up with as a producer that I would never let an artist hear if they wasn't with me. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I be on some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. It take a weird motherfucker to, 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 to get, get there with me. Yeah. And so when I find a motherfucker who weird as me, I'm like, come on, hey, we can do some magic. <laughs> <laughs> More inspired, but you stay inspired because you stay connected. You got the crew. Mm-hmm. You ain't sitting there with a thousand beats on your hard drive wondering what the fuck is going to happen with them. You know what I'm saying? Hoping somebody purchased some, but not really connected in a, in a social sense. Nah, man. Like, so much inspiration comes just from, like, me doing something. Be like, you know what? This motherfucker sound dope over that. Mm-hmm. Or I yeah. hear something. You, I hear a rhyme. You sound like, oh, okay. That's where he's he at. All yeah, right. that's where he at. Oh, you want me to rhyme on this joint? With? Okay. Right, let me sit with this for a couple of days before I write. Because mm-hmm. he's he not playing. <laughs> 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 you know how it is. Yeah. You know, when you're cruising, you do some shit. You be like, oh, yeah, this man's not playing. He not. He, he coming to win. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me let me let me let me let that sit for a minute. Yeah, let that fester a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let it sit for a second. For I, just, I ain't gonna just hop in right into that. Like, right, okay, right. He, he not playing. Let me okay. But but it's you stay inspired. Yeah. When you're in a crew, you don't ever look. I never look for no inspiration. Shit, I I knew I'd be seeing y'all motherfuckers <laughs> in a minute. Yeah. Last time I saw you, we recorded a gang of music. I need to actually sequence and and, and you know produce. Right. Who needs inspiration when you fucking record every time you see a motherfucker? Like, yeah. That's all greenhouse. The, the greenhouse me and you did. Yeah. That's all it was. Just yeah. yeah. 
Oh, shit. Okay. This is what was about playing. Let me, <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, 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 oh, that's how we started out. Okay. Let me make sure I'm doing some shit on here, too. Okay. Let's see what he's doing. Oh, the patterns are here. Oh, are we oh, doing yeah. patterns on this one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. He's styling on this one. Okay. Let me make sure. Let me, let me come with some punchlines, Dan. This is my man's style. I can't do what he's doing on this one. Let me just come somewhere else. Just, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go over there with it, you know. And uh, But when you're in a crew, you ain't got to worry about that shit. People be complaining about having writers block and shit. Y'all not in no crew. Mm-hmm. I ain't never had complaints about no writers block when I was around y'all every fucking weekend. Nah, not at all. We never had writers block problems. No, even if you hadn't wrote nothing in fucking weeks. As mm-hmm. soon as everybody's in that room together and motherfuckers here beating, everybody start rhyming, writing with you. There ain't no more writers block. <laughs> you want to be on that song, right? Right. You like uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going to pull some shit out. I'm writing to this motherfucker. Because I ain't going to be the guy who sat in on the session but didn't come up with nothing. So I ain't on the fucking song. Right. And that happens to people. Yeah. Joint turnout fire. But I was there. <sighs> yeah. Why wouldn't you want it? I, I, just, I, I, I couldn't come up with nothing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. nah you don't want to be that guy. I never had that problem. That was inspiration enough. Like, not mm-hmm. being on the song. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if the beat was fire. Especially oh, yeah. if it was one of those, like, everybody get that stank face to. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yep, yeah. uh, I need to get on this one. Y'all not, uh-uh. yeah. I don't want to just be listening to this after the fact, cheering y'all on. Fuck that. I need at least let me get 16 or 8 on this motherfucker. <laughs> right. Let me do the hook. Do the hook. Yeah, yeah, let me do the hook. Something. Anything. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You need a crew so you can stay inspired, man. Last reason you need a crew. Reason number nine is more momentum. More momentum. By this, we mean like. Momentum is kind of like if you imagine like everybody rowing a boat. You know, you got them row teams. Everybody's just rowing. Everybody don't have to, to push the paddles for that motherfucker to go once it's gone. Right, right. Once that motherfucker start rolling and one motherfucker got the juice, he carrying it. Then, uh, then you can come back in. Well, it, it ain't solely dependent on you. Look at the years of Wu-Tang when, when uh, Ghostface had the juice. Right. Ghostface carried them through some of the worst Wu-Tang records. <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. Ghost was on fire when the yeah. Wu was at its lowest. Mm-hmm. And the Wu never lost nothing, though, because right. Ghost was out here killing it. Now I feel like Method Man is the dopest rhymer over there now. Oh, yeah. Easily. He, for the last four or five years, Method Man been carrying that shit, the torch yeah. of the Wu-Tang. His features have been fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I knew once I started seeing him pop up at like URL events, and yeah, died, yeah. But I was like, his bar is about to get crazy. <laughs> they right. did, they did, yeah, they did. You know, but it's but the beauty of the Wu Tang is the same thing that can happen with with groups like us because you're not always in the spotlight. It's not always your turn. It ain't always dependent upon you to to push that vehicle and keep it rolling. Once it's rolling. Everyone else has takes a turn and they drive for a while and keep that vehicle moving down the road. And you can't get that when you buy your fucking self. Right. You know, so more momentum uh, is something you capitalize on. Like, like a lot of people saying, like, I've I've done things and I haven't even been in the spotlight many times. But I've been attached to so many little fucking things that I ain't even. I didn't set out for it to be that way. I've just been a part of it because I got a skill set that allows me to like, okay, I can produce here. I can do a video here. I can do, I got to write a book. I do this. And so the, the, the thing's still moving down the road. It's still got momentum. It's not completely dependent on me though. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the beauty of, of having a fucking crew that's active. Have a crew that's active so that you ain't got to be the one, you know, keeping all the momentum going 24-7 or else it just stops. So that's it this week. Yeah. You know. It's a good one. Yeah. I hope y'all got something out of this. You know, maybe we'll do a follow up on like, maybe the follow up would be like the opposite. Like, why you don't need to be in the crew? The problem. <laughs> right. Problems with a crew. Problem with crews. Because we know both sides. Yeah, we know both sides. <laughs> that, you know, why you should stay away from crews. <laughs> next week's episode you know <laughs> <laughs> well you know i hope that y'all dug this episode man you know uh, and uh you know pay pay attention to social media this week you know we if we can figure out this live thing we're gonna try to go live next week with the results thing otherwise we're gonna, we're gonna play your calls have y'all call in we'll post a call in number this week we'll figure it out one way or the other Word. and that's it for this week we'll see y'all next week all right peace peace listening to super duty tough work subscribe to the podcast on itunes follow the podcast on soundcloud peace shoot i got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about i mean super duty tough work huh?